0: On Sunday I began to bring to your notice disciplines in a great house and I think I said a number of things and a lot of things to you and today I like to continue disciplines of a great house how many points did I give you Five. five points now today I'm going to give you the the sieve point. So consider this whole message as a sieve point. Are you with me? You have gone home. Yeah. By the way, this is my 2022 Bible. This is my 2022 Bible. Yeah. My 2022 Bible. Let's go to the book of Ephesians. I told you I buy a, a, I buy a Bible every year. So every year I buy a Bible. Uh-huh. Buy a Bible every year, I said. Buy a Bible every year. Buy a Bible every year. Receive it. I yeah. I told you that if your Bible is not up to hundred cities, it's not a proper Bible. <sighs> hey. <laughs> I'm sure now a lot of you will say, "Hey, then, then that means me. I've never had a Bible in my life. <laughs> what have I been having?" <laughs> oh yes, and I think some time ago I, I was teaching you on, um, yeah, what, yes, why some Bibles are expensive. I told you a lot of things. Now this my Bible is a steady Bible, and I told you that is a, a very good one. You should have a steady Bible because with a steady Bible, it is used for Bible study. You see that. Like this one, I have my references, and I told you what references do. You remember, or oh, you can call that center reference, but some of them, they don't have them in the center, but that's where it came from. And the reference, let's say, if you are doing Ephesians chapter 5, verse 4, they also show you, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 4 says that, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, not jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. Do you see that? Then he will write something like Matthew 12, 35. So when you go to Matthew 12, 30, 35, you will see a similar a similar text there. Look at Matthew 12, 35. Then he says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treas- treasure, bringeth forth evil things. You see what he's talking about here? Then he has, he has chapter 4, verse 29, Ephesians 4, 29. Then when you go to Ephesians 4, 29, oh, where am I? You will see a similar text like that, which says, let no corrupt... Communication proceed out of your mouth. This Jesus said, out of the treasure, you see that. So that's what we refer to as center reference or reference, but mine is on the far end, the edges. Some are usually under the verse or something. Every good Bible must have it. If you have a steady Bible, you should have center reference. It allows you to study it better. Do you see that? Uh-huh. Okay, now that's... You have the audio ready, so. Let's go to the book of Ephesians. Now, the book of Ephesians was written by Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul. Yeah. Wr- written by who? Apostle Paul. Yeah. It was written by Apostle Paul to believers in Ephesus. And I think on... On Sunday, I told you that Timothy was a pastor in Ephesus. Is not true. I told you on Sunday that Timothy was a pastor in Ephesus. He pastored the church that was in Ephesus. He was the Ephesus church pastor. May you be an Ephesus church pastor. Receive it. I receive it. Yeah. You pastor a church in Italy. Italy. Yeah. You pastor a church in, in, in Rome. You pastor a church in in China. You pastor a church in Shanghai. Shanghai. Say Shanghai. Shanghai. Yeah. You pastor a church in Shuel. Say Shuel. Yeah, yeah. It's in Korea. It's in Korea. It's in, Korea. It's in South Korea. They are a capital city or something. Shuel. Shuel. Hey. Receive an anointing. So Timothy was pastoring a church in where? In Ephesus. Now Paul writes a letter to that church. This time it's not written to Timothy. It's written to the church. And in this book, you will find a number of things Paul is trying to teach the Ephesian church. Because this was a very mature church. Okay. And Paul, first of all, begins to Talk to the church by greeting them and telling them, you know, I'm Apostle Paul and I do not cease to give thanks unto God for you, making mention of you in my prayer that the God of our Father Jesus, the Lord, the God of our Father Jesus Christ may, what's the text, where am I, 1 verse 16 that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation the knowledge of him they say the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and set, him, and set him at the right hand in heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and has put all things under his feet, and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filled all things. No, Amen. So, it begins by greeting them and telling them that you're welcome. I pray for you. I want you to know that I'm always interceding for you and is giving them, this is, I think a time ago I was teaching you how to pray for believers. And I learned it from Kenneth again how he prays for believers. He said, I cease not to make, make mention of you my prayers. So if we make intercession for believers, we must mention their names. Are you with me? Mention their names when you are making tasks. You mention names, don't say I'm praying for my mother. What is the name of your mother? I pray for this, but you mention names. And Paul is saying, So, the first part of the book is about Paul literally just greeting them and telling them, I'm always praying for you. But the interesting thing about the book is that, Are you with me? or you have gone home? We are doing Bible study like that, then I'll preach. The interesting thing about the book is that. The book, then Paul begins to, uh, while he's greeting them already, even before he begins to make the prayer, he begins to let them know the position of the believer. The position of the believer. And you notice in the prayer he said that, and and, and, as Christ has been elevated far above all principalities and powers and dominion and might and all names, that then he said, and he's seated on high. And he said, we too, we are where? We are seated there. And as you begin to 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 read you go to the chapter 2 it talks about the fact that we are chosen and we are sealed of God we are chosen by God it is in the chapter 2 it talks about the fact that for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this not of yourself it is the gift of God not of works lest any man should boast it is chapter 2 and as even goes forth in chapter 2 it talks about um, the unity of one body the unity of the church I'm trying to divide the book into something that you understand okay and I'm saying that the first part he he greets them the second part he begins to tell them the position of believers so if you want to really understand your position as a Christian the book of Ephesians is your book it's your book you want to know the power of a Christian the book of Ephesians is your book it's your book it is the right book you should go for. Are you with me or you have gone? So he begins in, in, in chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. He talks about we are chosen, we are saved by grace, we are united in one body, we are equal in the body. Then he now takes us further. He takes us further. Don't worry, relax. He takes us further, he takes us further to are you following me then it takes us further into another part of the book where he talks about the practice of believers what we do first he talks about the fact that this is what we are this is our position he explains our position in Christ that we are we are one we are saved by grace we are saved by the blood and a whole lot of things what we are in Christ we are seated in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers and all of that then he begins to say what we do the practices of believers And in the practices of believers, it starts from the chapter 4 all the way to chapter 6 where in in these chapters he's talking about what believers ought to do. What we have to do in relation to our former life. In relation to now that we have come into Christ. Now that you have become a Christian, what do we do? i you with me here, we have gone. And as he begins he has Charles chapter 5 he begins to talk about the practice of believers in relation to evil and the book already makes us understand that you know what you must understand that even though we are in Christ we are seated with him in heavenly places there are powers there are rulers there are spirits there are demons there are witches there are wizards And in teaching about the practice of believers. Now Paul wants to begin by teaching them how to have disciplines. Against all manner of demonic activities. Are you with me? Now chapter 5. He talks about the fact that they should be followers of him as he followed Christ and they talked about the fact that and walk in love as Christ also have loved us practice His, you see if you have written essays before they ask you discuss the effects of um, water pollution in your society or in your locality you start from somewhere it's not true you define water policy and this is not true then you may even give world health organization their statistics is not true before you begin to talk about what the effects. So usually when you are reading the Bible, you may know, the reason people usually read and they don't understand is because sometimes they don't know why the author is saying this. He's saying something to come and say something. Okay? The same way you have to define terms, but in the Bible don't say, I'm now about to define terms. Do you understand? Usually he, he writes it in an essay form, the whole Bible is written in an essay form. It's an essay. So you have to rather pull out what? The points. And sometimes you see that he's beginning something like in the book of 1 Corinthians 13, well, he begins by, he's, go, he's going to talk about love, all right. Oh. Actually, he, he was rather talking about um, spiritual gifts. But he had to pause and talk about love. You understand? So talk about, even if I had tongues, of could speak the tongues of angels. And before that, he had already spoken about tongues. So he said, you know, if I have all these things and I don't have love, there's a reason he speaks about that. Are you with me here? Now I'm teaching on what? Disciplines of what? Disciplines in the great house. And he talks about husbands, wives, all those things. And he begins to proceed to chapter six. Now, when he gets to chapter six, he begins to give instructions. Because the whole book is about instructions. But here he's giving the beginning, he gives instructions about children in the church. And he also gives instructions about children in ministry. Because the, the chapter six says, "Children, obey your parents in the Lord." Listen. Any pastor that tells you that, any pastor that tells you that this one is about biological parents, is lying to you. This scripture is not about biological parents. No, it's not about biological parents. It's about parents in the Lord. Because I was talking about Christians, I was talking to Christians. Do you understand English? What is parents in the Lord? He a, a children, obey your parents in the Lord. What does it mean? Which kind of parents is he talking about? Parents in the Lord. It's English. That's why I, when I was teaching how to interpret the Bible, I began to talk about when you are reading, pay attention to the words in the Lord. Parents in the Lord. Obey your parents in the Lord. So he's talking about some kinds of parents. Then he goes on to change the topic. So I told you that he first gave instruction to ch- children in the church. Children in the church, children in ministry. Then he now gives another one in general. And the second verse says that, Honor thy father and thy mother. So this play is not talking about spiritual father or biological father. This one is rather referring to what? Children and their parents. Biological. Are you with me? you have gone home. But we can just generalize to say that, oh, children should obey their parents. But he already knew that parents don't obey our children in the house. We obey our children in the house. But there is a difficulty when you have a parent in the Lord. Especially if you have a parent in the Lord like somebody like Timothy. Who is 17 years or 21 years pastor. You have a 17 year old pastor. This church had a 17 year old pastor. At a certain point. A mega church, old, their pastor was 17. So if Even though at the time Paul was writing this, Timothy was not the pastor at that that time. But if Timothy is even the pastor, he's trying to send a message to them. Now, you know, I know that your parents in the Lord, your spiritual father is a young guy. And when he says that, it's time to fast all of you. Oh, get away, you are too young. You don't know about life. You know, so he's saying that, you know what? I know that you already obey your parents in the house. I know that you obey, but now I want to give an instruction because we are we are one in the body. He begins by saying, We are all one in the body, but listen, there are parents in the Lord, and therefore, children in the Lord, obey your parents in the Lord. If God puts somebody ahead of you, if God puts somebody upon your life, that this is somebody that I have made you to I have made to become a father to you. said, What he says, obey. Are we are we, are we going somewhere? Are you sure we are going somewhere? So I'm trying to explain something and I want you to, anything I tell you, usually go back and then read it yourself, okay? Because church people, the way we are, we are usually just as lazy as we come. So the way we lazy ourselves to church, we woke up, we felt like, no, mmm, today I don't feel like, well, it. it's the same way we do when we are, the word of God is preached to us. So sometimes it becomes very difficult to, when you say something, a pastor has said it and that's all, sometimes it could be a lie. Sometimes it could be that they don't know the facts. You know, as we preach, we are preaching knowledge. Everything we are saying is knowledge. Somebody say knowledge. We are teaching knowledge. Every time we are preaching, we are preaching knowledge. And sometimes, too, the facts we give may be out of order because it's something we also heard or something we read somewhere, but it wasn't true. But we didn't know it wasn't true. So sometimes while we are preaching, but when you go back and you research, you sit back and you look at the text, like I've told you that this text doesn't refer to biological parents. Go back and look at it well. Are you with me? Go back and look at it well. Pick at that. Pick, pick the Bible. Look at it. Children. Obey your children. Come Obey your parents in the Lord. Understand English language. Just read on English language or check the Hebrew and check the Greek and check the, the in there. What does it mean? In the in there. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Don't just go and read it and tell. Oh, Pastor I just said it. That is true. This one does refer to parents in the, in the house. Because my pastor said it. I, that's why we have a lot of confusion all over the place. Because my pastor said it's done. But I'm saying that. I'm saying that. Like I've said it here, you should go back and just go and sit and look at it. Okay? Go back and look at it. So he's talking about two things: children obeying their spiritual parents and children obeying their biological parents. Children honoring their parents and children obeying their spiritual parents. Are you with me? So he goes on and talks about servants and their masters and he gave instruction to masters that they should not provoke their servants to wrath. And they should not provoke them because if you maltreat them, like if you have spiritual sons and daughters in the Lord, you maltreat them, you will see a behavior that you do not want to see in your son. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So he gives instruction to parents then he also gives instruction to children. But the interesting part of it is sometimes we don't also talk to parents about the instruction that he's giving them. Listen, an irresponsible parent does not deserve honor. Oh yes, the same text talks about it. He does not deserve honor. A parent who has never taken care of a child does not deserve double honor. You don't even deserve honor. You don't deserve it. Oh, you don't, you, we may get up, I'm the one who wrote a book on honor. Are you with me? You, the text that says that, look at it. That it may be well with you in the language we do. Uh, and then he goes on. Then he says, And you fathers, do you see there? Provoke not your children to wrath. Do you see there? But bring them up in the nature and admonition of the Lord. In other words, if you don't bring them up in the nature and the admonition of the Lord, they will not honor you. Then he's giving instruction to servants and masters. Look at it. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh. Do you, do you understand English? He said, masters according to the flesh it means that you can have a master who is a sinner a non-believer and he said, master in the you see he puts according to the flesh it's the same way he use parents in the lord he's being specific do you understand he said emphasis he gave said according to the flesh where am i i've lost, I'm lost anyway yeah with fear and trembling fear and trembling that doesn't mean it means just respect them in singleness of heart as unto Christ, not with eye service as men pleases do, but servants of the Lord, doing the will of God. Then he says, from the heart, with good will service as to the Lord and not to men. It means if a government, the government employs you, do it as you are doing unto the Lord. Not that you are serving God. That one is not serving God, but you'll be a day, you so as if you were doing it for God. That's what he's saying. Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord. Whether he be bond or free, whether he's a servant, a slave, because that time there were Christians who were slaves, whether he's a slave or he's a master. And ye masters, do you see there? Do you see there? He talks to servants, then he goes on to talk about and ye masters. So when you tell people that, oh, when you go to workplace, be hard-working, whatever. Then you leave the, 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 the workers. You leave the workers. And you leave the, 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 the leaders. It is like telling church members, honor your pastor, honor your pastor, but the pastor is not working hard towards the church members. I don't even understand. He doesn't deserve the honor. You are telling us honor our pastor. The guy is he's just a lecturer in church. He doesn't care about us. He doesn't honor him. No, no, no. That is a lopsided sided doctrine. Because that scripture that talks about the fact we should honor our parents is telling us why. Because they labor. I said, give them double order for they labor and watch over your soul. So the reason we should honor men of God is because they labor. They are laboring and watching over your souls. When they are not laboring, there is no honor to be given. They are not laboring, there's no honor to give. Are you with me or you have gone home? So as he gives instructions to servants, he also gives instructions to what? To what? To masters and say, Ye, masters. Do the same things unto them. Or bearing threatenings. Just stay away from threatenings. Knowing that your master also, in addition, uses his capital master, also is in heaven. Neither is there respect of persons with him. Then, Paul, you see, the whole, from there going I was talking about um, the believers' practice, do's and don'ts, practices. Okay? now here is also part of practice but here he's about to talk about something very important he's saying that i want to teach you a very important thing and now i've talked i've I've spoken to you about a lot of things right now imagine me as paul okay i've spoken about love i've spoken about salvation i've spoken about grace i've spoken about the power of god i've spoken about prayer but now i want to teach you something very important and he says finally my brethren I am about to end an important discourse with you. I've met you, and, uh, let's assume I've met you, but it was a letter. I've met you and I've spoken about lots of things. But now, if all I said, you have forgotten it, don't forget this one. Because if you look up that word finally in the, in the Greek, Koine Greek, you find out that it refers to um, summing it all up in conclusion. At the last... This is all that I'm trying to tell you as I wrote this whole book to you. Finally, finally, this is the most important thing, brethren. Finally, brethren, do what? Be strong in the law. Oh, it's on the board. At last, this is the whole thing I'm trying to talk to you about church. Finally, my brothers and sisters, brethren is an old English. You know, Christians, we are the ones, we are the relics of English. Because we still use the King James, so we we preserve English language in its original form. Finally, my brethren, my brothers and sisters, he says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Why? Now let's ask ourselves, why? Paul, why do you talk about all these things? You say we are already seated in heaven with, with Christ. You say we are anointed. We say we are saved by grace. A true faith. And it's not of what. You, you have said a whole lot of things to us. You've taught us to walk in love. Why are you now saying that we should be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind? Yes you you, why? You tell us why very soon. I'll show you why. Put on! Now, before we go, before we go, we, before we go, okay? Is it finally brethren? What is the English the tree for finally brethren? That scripture. What's the tree rendition? Uh-huh. It, it? Be strong in the Lord. And in the power. Then he said, Then somebody said, How do we become strong in the Lord? He said, I want to show you how. He said, Put on the whole armor of God. Now, hold on. I told you that. I asked that. Why should we be strong in the Lord? Look at it there. He said, That you may be able to withstand the, against the wiles of the devil or the enemy why should you be strong because there is an enemy why should you be strong because somebody wants to crash your marriage why should you be strong because somebody wants to see you sick and lie on the deathbed and make it look like god is tempting your faith and testing your faith and god is taking you to try so why should you be strong because satan wants you to be poor Jesus said, the thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. Why should you be strong? Because the thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. And if you are not strong, the thief will come, steal, kill, and destroy you. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his mind. Put on the whole armor of God. Come When you see that, when you see that, it, it is answering a question, Why? Okay, put on the whole armor of God. Why? why, 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 why are you saying we should put on the whole armor of God? He says, so that ye may be able, in other words, the armor of God is your guarantee against the wiles of the enemy, it is your it is a spiritual enablement for war. And as a Christian, Julian, I hear eh? as a Christian, eh? you are in battle array. With arrows flying every day. One time I spoke with a woman. She said she went to the market. She was just walking the market. The suddenly she felt like something had just pierced her side. Pierced her side. Then she started having pains inside there. Inside, not at the back, inside. She went to the hospital and the doctor said one of her lungs is rotten. <laughs> When I heard a story, one thing came to my mind. It said, the arrows that fly by day. Hey. The arrows that fly by night or something, eh? and they pass the line. Oh, well, that's it. The arrows are flying. And the, yeah, when you are walking around, there are arrows flying. Concoctions in the air. Have you not slept and woke up and you went just by a junction and saw eggs and and some things lying down there. Have you not seen it before? At night, an enemy came to plant some seeds. When God opens your eyes to see, as you begin to walk, you begin to see people even don't even have heads. Ha! Yeah. People that have tails. People that have what? Tails. Then you as a fine brother, you walk up to a sister, hello, baby. <laughs> I think I like you. I wish. I wish I could marry you. Will you be my baby? Hey, hey, hey. My baby. Will you be my lady? Or something. I'm trying to remember the song. But the song is not coming. Hey! The sister has no head. The sister has no legs in the spirit. If you marry someone who has no legs in the spirit. It means that you will never advance in life. Never. No head. I know, I, know, I, know, I know a pastor that got married to a witch. His ministry crash. I know a pastor like that. Got married to a witch. I know. In my former church, I knew a, 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 a very good elder, very anointed. He was one of the anointed in the, in, in, the, in the district. He got married to a witch. You know. You remember the story? You don't remember? And that was the end of his ministry. His ministry came down to today. there are things flying in the air there are enemies attacking there are witches, there are powers whether you like it or not don't go around and have that ideology of me I I, I don't think bad about anyone so nothing bad will happen to me it is the philosophy of a fool it is the philosophy of a fool people were knocked down by cars do you think they came out of the day they came out of their house and they thought that oh, oh, eh, today can not not me they had no really bad intentions about a car knocking there it knocked them because satan wants to kill you satan wants to destroy you and paul is saying charlie you must be strong finally look all the things that i've told you this whole year my church listen to me all the things i've told you from chapter one ah now what is it? If you have even forgotten this one day, do not forget it. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Listen, a time is coming. Satan will sow certain seas of confusion, of depression, of desperation, of unanswered prayer. You may sit and look all around you and feel like, Lord, it looks like I've waited on you for so long and I'm not getting answered prayer to something that I've been waiting on. And that's when Satan will come. But when you are strong in the days of adversity, you will come out. Because the walls, I preach on the walls of the devil. Go and listen to it. So I'm not here to explain it again. Because I told you that this is our church. We are building on a curriculum. So anything that I've ever taught before, I will refer you back and say, go back to the message. It's already in the book. When even Jesus was talking, he said, haven't you read? He's saying, go back and read. Am I the one to teach you that? Have you to read? Have you to hear the message the wiles of the devil? So I'm not here to explain what the wiles of the devil are again. The message is there. It's there. The whole message on the wiles. I explained what the wiles of the devil are. Yeah. Satan is trying to deceive you that God doesn't exist. If your armor is not ready, you will one day wake up as a pastor and quit and listen. I have just sat down and I've realized that this whole God thing is a lie. It's a lie. It's not true. I quit church. And he stayed in the house. Then finally Satan said, Finally, I've gotten a falling falling soldier. I've gotten one. I'm done with him. Are you with me where you have gone home? Are you with me where you have gone to take pounds, 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 and powder? You are here for power yes. and not powder. Yes. Because anointing is not powder. Yes. Power is not powder. Hey! Yes. Look at this, verse 12. Again. He says, For when you see that, you see, let's go back again. Finally, brethren, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his mind. Put on. Put on. This is how you become strong. Put on. Put on the full arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. for. Again, it's asking, the four is also asking the question of, why? 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 Why are you talking about wiles of the devil? He said the reason they are wiles of the devil is because we wrestle. We wrestle. We wrestle. We wrestle. Listen, Christianity is not a fanfare, it's a wrestling match. It is a warfare. Paul does not say, I wrestle. The guy was in prison writing a letter. He said, for we wrestle. We are in war. We are wrestling. We are wrestling for everything. We are wrestling. We are in a wrestling match. This is why when you sleep, you sleep on your destiny. This is why when you sleep, you sleep on your marriage. You sleep, you sleep on your future. You stop praying, your future will crash. I think when we went to family meeting, I told the habitation on the generation of Israel. I said Sunday, eh? yeah, Sunday, I'm teaching on the generation of Israel, also, but you should remind me. Listen, Paul is saying that we wrestle. Listen, church, I'm not here to deceive you. This boy talking about. No. Listen, we wrestle. We are in a wrestling match. You must get it quick before it's too late as a church. We wrestle. Listen, when we come to church, we are we are clapping hands. It's because Paul said we wrestle somebody say if you are praying to your father will you be shouting i'm not praying to it's not my father i'm shouting at all are you with me or you're not with me it's not my no how do you do of oh lord i love you dog. how do you pray like this and your sweat will turn into blood Or oh, they don't read their Bible. As I'm on to Odantia, you know that there is, Lord, Lord, you know I love you. There is no way chasing you. you. If you come from the family that I come from, you won't do that kind of, Lord, you know. And uh, you And Dilo will... Sotoya. If you have been in a family where no one stays in marriage, you know how to pray. You, because, said, we wrestle. Aside of all, all things being put aside, there are cases. I've talked, I've talked to you on cases. There's bloodline cases. There, you know why blacks are naturally struggling? Because there's a case. It's called the case of Ham. Ham was a black man. He said, You'll be a slave to all your brothers. There's already a case for blacks. When you see a white man praying uh, in the name of... Please, let them pray. Oh. Let them pray. Let them pray. I have been told that I will serve my brothers. That curse alone is there. Another curse is there. It's called the curse of Adam. He said, by the sweat of... you, Peter and James and John and those guys were fishermen. God that ordained that they will be apostles. so They went to fish and all night they had nothing. What are you saying? People that were called of God, they went to fish and had nothing. Even when Jesus died and left them and died and went. One day he came again, apostles, they went to fish and they didn't get anything. Yeah, bruh! What did the minister say? They went to fish and had nothing. Jesus asked, children, have you heard this? no. He said, now, receive an instruction. Cast to the other side. Listen. There are so many cases. So, cases alone are there. And aside that, too, there are witches, wizards, spirits. So, in the rest of the spirit, so many things are fighting us. And again, another thing is our. I'm telling you, it's a the four, The one that is four, four. Four of them, not the two one. Have you seen that one? Yes, sir. Not the two one. You know, there's another one. It's four. Four. One, two, three, four. A, B, C, D. Ha! So, that's what i'm talking about so so aside that too we ourselves we neglect we, the time we have to pray because of limitations we are nobody to pray so the time god is speaking we can't hear and our own personal mistakes and other things that we ourselves have caused so many things are against us so paul says we wrestle You are not, you are just preaching nice words. the word of God is not nice words, it's called good news. Come and serve God. God loves you. Come and pray. Come and hey, aside that crowd, you will see people hey, all these pastors, they are old thieves, all these pastors, they are all hey, it's because we are wrestling. What are they? Come and be a rubber, sorry, crumple. Hey, any homey, any old timey. Opposite, you're me we're next one. No, so many are tired. What are they? keka can't wash a crey. Yo, be a he, sister. Pause. We wrestle. Pause. We wrestle. Whether you like it or not, drive a nice car. They will say you have taken juju. Walk on barefoot. They say you are useless in society. We wrestle. We wrestle. Paul, why should I put on the armor of God? He said, because we wrestle. We are in battle array. We are in battle array. We are in battle array. Like maybe you, before before that you had not yet gotten married. You are in a battle to get married. When you get married, you are in a battle to have children. When you have children, you are in a battle. I tell you, you are in a battle to raise children. Because that child can be a non-rober. That child can be a criminal. So, Aside the battle of raising children, you have another battle of keeping your marriage. You are fighting over your marriage. You are fighting over children. Aside that, your financial battle is another battle. If you are also into ministry, it's another battle. If you are a, you are a government worker, another battle. If you are trying to build a house, another battle. Hey. If you are trying to travel abroad, another battle. If you are trying to plant a little fellowship, another battle all kinds of battles of forces for we wrestle we are in a wrestling match for we wrestle we wrestle listen understand this i understood this very early in life as soon as i i i set my eyes open i said lord i cannot be small i cannot i cannot be limited by powers because for we wrestle not against we wrestle not against flesh and blood he said, "Because you the whole year you never had a misunderstanding with somebody, does not mean there is no fight going on in the spirit. So that you get up and say, money. I time. I ain't time. Maybe, maybe that sister, bossy. <inaudible> Have you seen a child that has been born in war before? Alaska, Listen, will you, do you just imagine that there's war in Ghana. Before the war came, somebody was firing his wife. Well and say, then there's war. And the war at the heat of the battle, you are running, maybe you have even gone to hide your wife in some container view, and the baby is born in war. That baby must learn to be a rebel and learn to be a soldier, even from the day he starts walking, he learns how to hold a gun. That is why when you see videos and pictures of Somalia, um, Iraq, you see little boys and girls, seven, seven years, having an AK-47. You, you are 30 years, you have never seen an AK-47 or touch one. It is because one has been born in war. 17 years, he has an SMRs. You know an SMRs. The, the bomb, the one that, FJ, F-A-J, that one. Boom, then it's going. A severe old boy, has an SMRs. Now Paul is saying that, Charlie, when you were born, you were born into a spiritual battle. The battle is already there. the same way it's like a baby that was born in war. That means the time will come, the mother will have to take the baby, home. little baby will be running and they are throwing stones, fire. That means by the time the baby is one year standing when you now she their are scars. Paul is saying, This is our present situation, sister. This is your present situation. Don't say I don't have issues with anybody. Don't say there is war. He said, for we wrestle not, not not against flesh and blood. So that he said that, okay, me, I've never had a mister. Me, I've never been spoken bad about anyone. Why would there be? He said, Charlie, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers against the rulers of darkness of this world. (sighs) Paul is saying that they are a group of demonic hierarchy. They are called rulers of darkness. It means anytime it is night, they are online. The time you are sleeping and snoring, that's the day, that's the time they are online. Online. They are having 4G, 5G wireless network unlimited data bundle. Anytime there is dark. That's what the Bible said, the terror by night. This is the terror by night of the rulers of darkness of this what? This world. He said, we have rulers. They rule. Do you know a ruler? It means they are ruling. But they are ruling from darkness. So while the vice president is trying to make Ghana better, the rulers of darkness say, Where are you coming from? That's what the vice president said. I think that demons, he said, Demons. He's right, anyway. Because, listen, I would be very clear that, you know what? Nanandre and is government, they are frustrated. That's why they are not giving all kinds of thousands and laws. Now they even told MTN that the MTN should increase their data bundles. <laughs> no, it's not like, um, do you understand? It is like you sell books. Can I have your book? Then the government will say, increase the price of your books. Even we close your company, do you know why? So that people will spend more money. Eh? Do you understand? People will spend money, money on data, so that the economy will run, so that inflation will come down. They are frustrated. So all kinds of taxes. Do you know that one water bottle they tax it two times? Please bring me one of the water bottles. If there is water, they tax it two times. There is two taxes on one. Every one about bottle, there's two. Then there's two. That's why you, you will see two stamps on it. They are different. Mm-hmm. Na no, medium ones near two. Aha. And it's a mom. I grabbed a three. Aha. I then get one here one. And they are switching away two. And this is 20 pesos. But has be out 20 pesos. They are switching OG 40 pesos. I'm saying that uh, it's not like. Who doesn't want to be president and, and have a good name? You think about somebody like a Dusho boy. Don't you think he wants to have fans? He can promise. Thousands and one and, one and promises. Promises. Or oh, let's say Mahama. Or oh, let's say somebody like Mahama. Do you think Mahama wanted to lose the, 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 the seat? He tried, but Charlie, it is not working. It is not working. Because they are rulers of darkness. That work behind the scene to stop people. You, you are rising from the family, but they are rulers of darkness. There is a certain uncle who was conjured with marine spirits who says, In this our house, nobody does this. You cannot. And you two are there, you are like, do oh, doing. You will do it, you will die. I know people. Listen. I know a guy that went abroad did not tell anyone in their family that he was going abroad before they realized he was gone in a dream his uncle appeared to him in a dream and said so, hey, well, what are you doing here <laughs> what are you doing here come on sister, no so in the dream he packed his things the next day he got up was a bit disturbed so his friend took him with his car and they were going, they knocked somebody down. Mistakenly, the only car no Bobby. And the police arrested them. No legal matter. Liga man, before he realized, he's in Ghana. He's in Ghana. He's in Ghana. No, brother, don't tell me, oh, it is just life, his chances and whatever. It's not. How do you have a dream and in less than seven days? Your uncle has brought you back to Ghana. (laughs) Spirit. Hey! I know a lady in Siatra. She had a dream and somebody was shaving her hair. Her hair. She woke up the next day and the hair had been shaved. (laughs) I have a daughter. She had a dream that she had been raped. The next day, she was raped. Locked up in a room for four days or five days and was raped by over seven guys. Sister, don't say I have not done. What did that innocent lady do? How do you have a dream like that? They are rulers of darkness. I pray for you, Gadula and Daya. No power will have rule over your life. Ah, When I was in S.H.S., there was a lady who was a Muslim, I had helped to become converted. I was helping to serve God. I came home on vacation. I remember it clearly. It was around 1 a.m. I was lying on my wretched student mattress. In those days, I was using a, a very a student mattress that was like 11 years old or something. It was you no know, student mattress and they were... Oh, the student mattress into me, that not, you know, some there are some things on it, and the, yeah, ring my bell. Yeah, <laughs> and there's ring my bells on the student mattress, and it was the only property I had in my room with my books and my student mattress and my bag. So around 1 a.m. I was lying down and kaboying and kaboying. Goloya goloya Then I slept a bit, a bit. I said, Madame die, Madame die. It was like I've slept, I've not slept, I slept, I've not slept. Suddenly, suddenly, I saw a man appear in my room with a calabash. I would never, me. If I were not to be a pastor, I would believe that video were because of them. Many I hope, I I saw a man standing on me with a calabash and a knife. I remember it like it's today. So I thought it was a dream. So I woke up. When I woke up, I saw the man, and I could not move. Listen, power day, oh, power day. Power does what? Look at the scripture I said, and against what? Powers. Ah. I was lying li- like him. Um, and yes, my daw, first one, and so, so. like, my daw, and I'm in so be a big ginamiso. And I'm like my booby tree, me too many, me too many, no. Ojina ho. Maybe <inaudible> I'll throw a diamond once here to India, <inaudible> i a physically. With a calabash and a knife. He said, you are trying to... And he was dressed in a certain way. Like some chief imam or something. fetish priest like something. With some things on his neck. With a calabash and a knife. He said, you are trying to... I'm trying to paraphrase because I don't remember the exact words. You are trying to convert... You are trying to help my daughter... I will finish you off. I I was lying down. I was just lying down. I could not move. I could not get up. I wanted to say Jesus, but the Jesus was not Jesus. The Jesus was not Jesus. I was saying it in my head, but it was not even working. Then suddenly. I believe in powers. I believe in powers. Suddenly, I saw a light. I saw a light, like dual LED stand here. I saw a light. A man just let's say if this is the man standing here, suddenly I saw a light appear by the man and tapped him at the at the at the shoulder. Then the man exploded. When I went back to the school, they said the man is dead. Yeah. When the man, they said the man is dead. I saw, and I knew the light, is an angel. When you see angel like in this original form, it's just like, um, light bulbs, so when you see light bulb from afar. You see the way it is. If an angel appears here, that's how you see it. It's light. No form, it's without form, it's not head and tail or the, or the tree or the head, or the V and all the other. Those things are not true. Angels don't have wings. It's like, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. No, 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 it's only the seraphims that have wings. It's the seraphims that have in that one they don't use to fly, they use to cover their face. Because they are in their glory. They are, they are before the true the room and they are covering their face. And the cherubs too, they have wings. But That one is just symbolic. They just don't have wings. If you meet an angel physically, you, if he comes physically, you, if you see like right now, if the Lord of you, as the Lord of you might see an angel right now, see that he's just standing there as a man. For there's an angel standing here. He's not, he's not, he's standing there like an usher. Say hello to the angel. That was the. In fact, I have never been afraid in my life like that day. That's why when I was in college, when I was in college, I could wake up at midnight, 2 a.m., be walking around the school. 2 a.m., or sometimes 2 a.m., I'll go and sit under some tree. I'm just like, I'm doing nothing. I'm just, I'm just, I, I want to scare... This. Um, demons I want to scare because what I mean I have been afraid before so now fear has gone on leave and retirement that day I was sweating when when I saw it the man literally the angel appeared and tapped in this way and it was like explosion boom. then fear I pray to daybreak I pray A dear yeah, Bagusro, I did I want to bomb. And can't say that was your mom. Yeah, yeah. I prayed them. It was around 11 a.m. My mom came and noise. Hey, you are still praying. I You don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Listen, Paul said, They are palace, rulers of darkness. Spiritual wickedness in high places. Do you think God will allow you to have somebody to have a child? Do you think God put holy hair there? There are people, he said, wicked, he said, spiritual wickedness. People are, some spirits are wicked that they enjoy blood. They enjoy to see people die like chicken. And when they see they are happy, they see death, they are happy. They see accident like, wow, yes, and they are jubilating. When somebody dies, they are happy. The things that make people sad and grieve, they are rather happy because he said they are spiritual wickedness another verse is spiritual host of wicked host means a crowd have you watched Ghanaian movies where you see some group of witches and they have gotten they are happy now somebody is going mad and and they are jubilating ah wow, that's not and the same person to the family members are crying how do you enjoy yes that is spiritual host of wickedness and I can tell you that listen church There are people that, there are people, there are spirits, there are demonic operations that are spiritual hosts of wickedness. There are wicked people in this world. People who drink blood. They drink blood. People who cut, cut, cut children, cut the child into something, put him in a fridge. This is wicked. Do you think it was him? eating spiritual host of wickedness. Go to a place that they do sake wine money ritual. You see things. Someone will come, a young guy will come and propose to you as if he likes you. Before he realize, he has killed you and hey, butchered. How can you butcher a human being? Hey. Even when the human being is dead, they are doing the funeral and a thousand more people are around, we are all afraid in a way. <laughs> oh yeah! We are all afraid the way, but you you can kill it, kill him, and butcher it. Cut, and you are, you are cutting the hand off. Hey. This handle, and somebody is cutting it off, and the person doesn't have any problem with it. Removing intestines to go and sell. They are doing it all over the place. They're doing it all over the place. Then before you example, you go and see some baller, normal woman. the nine oh, the no the baby say Somebody did that. too. it's not bad. It's not a lion. A human being did that. Paul says. This is why. You must be. Stronger in the Lord and put on the full armor of God. Now, the dough topic, I told them to your discipline is the great house, right? And the whole this discipline is to put on the whole armor of God, to put on their that's the discipline. The whole, the whole discipline is put on the armor of God. Because if you are in a great house, there will be demonic oppressions. There are spirits. And that's why you must put on. So the whole point, the whole point, the whole message is one point. The, the point six. The armor of God. My time is almost up. Verse 13, so that I can finish the message. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Ah, uh-uh. ah. Paul, oh, I dreamt of. What do you think I say, whole armor of God? Now. oh, can I was trying to let you in case you have forgotten I want you to know again that I'm not saying just I said take on the whole armor of God he's about to tell us that ye may withstand in the evil day he has changed the topic first said the wiles of the enemy now he says the evil day do you know why the man the awkward grandmaster appeared to me and I was able to stand it was the armor I didn't move I didn't speak, but something happened. Something happened. It was the armor. It was the armor. It was the armor. This is how you see that somebody has slept and woke up and is dead. It could be by night somebody appeared to me. they did a- woke up, by the time oh, Odaya check try to catch them, Stand in the evil day because there is an evil day. The day kidnappers try to kidnap you. The day armed robbers put a gun at your head. The day a witch tries to destroy your marriage, the evil day, the day Satan attacks you, the day he brings diseases against you, the day he attacks your health, the day he attacks your marriage, the day he attacks your ministry, he tries to even make it collapse. Paul says, Stand. It's time to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt with truth. talking about the armor. Your loins refer to your belt. Have a belt of truth. Let's go. I will talk about it if I have time. And having on the breastplate of righteousness. Breastplate is is usually something when you see an armor, you see something that covers the chest. It's just some Metallic something on the chest. In today's time it is referred to as a vest or a bulletproof vest. Okay? Now that's blessed breastplate is meant to protect you in your internal organs. Okay? Like your heart, your lungs, your abdomen, your intestines, when you are shot at, they throw an arrow. Something to hit your breastplate so that it does not penetrate too deep into what? Your lungs and other parts of your, your body. Are you with me? Again. And your feet. Shored with the gospel. Your feet. Shored with the gospel. Polished. Okay. Polished. Your feet should be Polished. With the, with the gospel we will talk about it above all taking the shield of faith the shield is that thing that they hold this way it's usually some some crest like something that they hold this way then when they are fighting they have the sword here then they use the shield to block The should the shield is used for blocking arrows and blocking fiery darts and it says she, your, your, your shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fairy darts. The word darts there is arrow. That is is also the, another name for arrow. Fairy darts of what? Fairy darts of what? The wicked. It means the wicked are always throwing arrows. Do you see there? So this one is the same thing in Psalm 91: oh? The arrows that fly by day. If that woman had had. Shield of faith, she would have been preserved. And the helmet of salvation. It says that put on a helmet that will cover your mind, cover your brain, cover your head. The helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. So are you seeing the, the imagination? You have a sword in your hand, the sword in your right hand, the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit is the word of God the Bible is the sword of the Spirit the shield of faith this is your breastplate of righteousness Your, your, your belt of truth to hold your trousers hey your helmet of salvation if you are so that when you fall from a high ground or something your head knocks the ground you will not die that's why we have helmets for motor riders and cyclists why is it so? so that your head will be protected, your, your organs, your eyes, all those parts of your body will be what? Will be protected. And Paul is using this to explain the armor of God, but it's not a helmet or the breastplate or whatever. Paul is literally listing some things that you must have. And those things, if you have them, you are like a man. Because he has already told that we are wrestling. Therefore, you cannot go to war. You remember he told Paul that he told Timothy that no one that worreth entangled himself with civilian affairs. Do you remember? So he's already talking about war and here too he's talking about war again but this time he right said, put on the armor of God but here he's saying this is the armor it's not a breastplate per se it is not an helmet per se it is not um, um, a foot, your footwear valentine boots per se but it is truth. A lot of Christians are liars. Serious lies. Liars. A liar will be at the mercy of demonic oppression. He may be a pastor. He may be a pastor's wife. He may be Jesus' brother. He may be his name may also be Jesus. But we have people who are called Jesus. It's not true. <laughs> Oh yeah, Jesus is a name. of Joshua, Yeshua. If you go to the, the western part of the world, the eastern part of the world, you find people that are called Jesus. His name is Jesus. But Jesus we a but Jesus, you know. Jesus name, see that we we revere the name. That's why we don't name our children after Jesus. But your name may be Jesus and demons who molest you. Your name may be Mary. Yes, mommy. Ma are my name. But when somebody goes, Oh, yes, you are my name. Oh, that's for yes, mommy, dear. Oh. Your name may be Mary. Satan, well. A lot of Christians don't have integrity. They say one thing, they mean another thing. A Christian, he's, he's late for a meeting. They asked him, oh, please, are you coming? So I'm coming. So I'm leaving the taxi, but we are lying. You are just coming out of your house. Selfishness is what, I've told you the number of things that makes people lie. Selfishness. Because, and another thing is our pride. We want to be so important. You don't want people to rebuke you. So because you don't want to be rebuked and look small before somebody's eyes, you lie. Oh! There's nothing. One time I was going to preach for somebody and I was late. I was really late. And he called me. Yeah, it was, I think it was revivalist. Then his, one of his assistants called me. Prophet, please, are you coming? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I just finished rest and I'm still in the house. He said, oh! Then you're late. I said, yeah, I know. It's better than lying to you. Say, I'm coming. People usually even say I'm coming, look. They are also trying to lie in a certain way, but they are, they are, they are, they are twisting the truth. I'm coming, I'm coming. What does it mean? Meba, oh the meba, meba. Oh, I hear what do you hear? Oh meba. What do you meba? Oh meba, meba, meba. Meo meo kwanza meba. What do you meo kwanza meba? The whole discipline is the armor. To put on the armor. And that thing that Paul is talking about, that makes up the armor, is the belt of truth. Truth. Bind it on you. Have you seen uh, people that uh, I'm trying to when our mothers have they are cloth. And, and they have a, a baby. At the back. What did they do? They use the cloth to bind the baby. That's a loin. You know? That's a loin. That's a belt. To prevent the baby from what? From falling. That's what truth does to you. If you throw away truth, you are good, you are grounded. If you stay away from the truth, you are grounded. Jesus said you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. If you stay away from the truth, you are grounded. You are finished. A lot of people, another thing that makes a lot of people miss the ammo is that a lot of people live a fake life pretending. Pretending. A lot of Christians pretend. You just think about it that you are sick, you go to the hospital, you are having a headache, but you go and say, oh, Maybe let's say let's just say that maybe a part of your body you cannot mention. Hey, but since me my 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 mentor is Bishop Daga, I can say everything. Yeah. Hey, your breast, your breast. I say, lady, your breast is paining you, serious pain. Then you go to the hospital and, and unfortunately for you, the one you meet is a male, a very fine man like me, smiling at you, saying, Oh, sister, you're welcome. How are you doing? So, oh oh uh, Doctor, hey, hey, my head is always aching me. But it is not it's your subject. Oh. But it is it is not your head that is aching you, it is your breast that is paining you. it could be it is a cancer or a lump that has developed in your breast oh then they'll say, okay maybe it could be something then they'll just diagnose it maybe it's so you know they will give you headache headache diagnostics when you come back home who suffers when you live a life a fake life you are the one who suffers you put yourself at the mercy of demonic oppression because he said that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Go and listen to my message on the words of the devil. Sometimes, while Satan is while God is trying to use even a human being to help you, your own life, which is a fake life, prevents people from helping. Because I you. Who did this? Can't who? Na maui ya uze. Eh, me is me so me is capable, me so me. I mean, the name, is a about you are lying. <laughs> <laughs> I've been around a uh, certain some somebody. Anytime he's preaching, he's talking about the fact that he has money. When, when I'm with him too, I realize that Charlie, you, you don't have money. You know, and because of that to me too, I, I deliberately ignore any time I see that he needs money. I, I won't give you. Because you're the bragging around that you, you have money. But you don't have money. You don't have money. Truth is a defense. Truth is a defense truth is a mighty arsenal against the wicked one walk in truth know the truth understand the truth defend the truth live by the truth depart not from the truth let the truth be your friend live with the truth eat the truth drink the truth sleep with the truth bow the truth Apply the truth as pomade. Apply the truth as cologne. Leave the truth. The truth should be your hair, your weave on. The truth. Have the truth. Because Jesus said, I am the truth. I am the truth. Another thing Paul talked about. He talked about righteousness. Don't say that the time is gone. No No time is gone. Righteousness. Help me, Lord. What does it mean to be righteous? It means to stand right with God. It means when God looks at you, he does not see fault with you. Your heart is pure. A state of purity of hearts towards God and towards men that when God looks at you say have you seen my servant Job righteousness means to stand right to stand right with God and when you approach God you approach God and you know that in your heart you have nothing against any man. You have no sin you have not confessed. You have nobody who has offended you that you have not forgiven. You have no instruction God has given you that you have not obeyed. You stand before God, He looks at you and said, Wow. Now, I know some people will hear this message and they'll be like, hey, Charlie, what is He saying? Is righteousness not a garment? Yeah, it is a garment. But it means to stand right with God, it means to be right with God. To have a pure heart. The book of Proverbs said righteousness exhortation." He said, but sin is a reproach to any people. Sin is a reproach to any people. Sin is a reproach to any people. We need righteous people in our churches. People that love God genuinely and sincerely. They are not faking it. They are not in church because they want money. They are not in church because they want prophecies. They are not in church because they want marriage. They are in church because they love God. They have a sincere heart. That even if they, 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 they said to said the king. He said, oh, Nebuchadnezzar. No. But even if the God we save will not save us. We will not bow. That's righteousness. That is righteousness. We need righteous people. Proverbs fourteen thirty four: Righteousness exalts a nation; but sin is a disgrace. Sin is a disgrace. We need people that will pursue righteousness and stay away from sin. Stay away from sin sin smells sin smells sin is a cancer sin is a cancer church sin will destroy you sin will destroy you sin will destroy your ministry sin will destroy your life sin will destroy everything about you sin will kill you righteousness exhausts a nation but sin is a reproach do you know reproach? Means sin will drag you back in life. One step forward, two steps back. One step forward, four steps back. Sin will drag you. Sin will remove you. Sin will destroy you. Sin will will vandalize you. Sin will scandalize you. Hey. What a word? Yes, to destroy you. It will destroy you. Are you with me or you're gone? Are you with me or you are going to home to take powder? What is the next one? You feed the preparation of the gospel of peace. In this church, we believe that the gospel must be preached. I was chatting with a church member. I said, somebody, I said, so you. I said, a daughter who has been with me for years, I said, so do you have anyone you have ever brought to AFM before? And she said, no. I said, how could you be so blessed of my ministry and no human being has ever come to this ministry because of you? I told her straight to the face, I said, you are a shame. said, you are a shame. You were a disgrace. You have worked with me for four years, five years. Every meeting. When our chat was there, she was even bragging. I've never missed any family meeting. I've been there from day one. Every single family, I've been there. I have all the tapes. But we're talking about something, that then it just came in. Then I asked. Then she said, no. I said, no? You have never preached the gospel? You have never invited anyone to church? You have never all these years. You have never even brought somebody for TGG. Nobody for young and years for. How could you do this? You are an unfruitful servant. That's all when you work in the banks. If you work in a bank and you don't bring people. You are a sales personnel. You don't bring people. You are fired. Because you are unfruitful. How can we be paying you to, to invite people. And you are not bringing people. And Listen we are safe to evangelize he said that if you decide that you are going to preach the word of god you will have an armor. it is time for you to preach you have been shy enough you can talk about football you can talk about movies you can discuss all kinds of hairstyles all kinds of shoes you know every form of shoe. I mean, somebody like me, if I don't preach uh, I, I, sh- I deserve hell. Yeah. I'm the kind of person, even if I'm here and there's a car coming from the road, I can tell you the, the brand of the car and the model. On Sunday, was I not telling you types of guns? I'm saying that there are people like me. Oh. There are people like me. They Can discuss football, fight over football. They can, they will never preach. You can convince people to, to join a club, you cannot convince people to come to church. You can convince people to come to your school because you're a teacher, you're a people teacher. You can convince people to join your school. And so, the school they are even Sunday school, hey, everyone say. Cage, we give them food and the teachers they are nice and all of that so I think that you have to try and then bring your word to but you cannot open your mouth and preach the gospel you cannot say sister I know that you don't go to church but I know you don't go to church and I want you to know that this thing you are doing how are you going to raise your children you don't know God how will you raise your children you don't know God when you die where will you go you can't say this to somebody that you say that you love. But on Christmas day you can send people happy whatever. What did they say? Um, is it a happy Christmas? Uh, what? M- Merry Christmas. And a happy new year. You can send. You can even prepare. Sit down and type it. And send it to people. And forward to people. But you cannot forward scriptures to people. You cannot forward messages to people. You can't go and bounce on. Look at today's message. It's going to be posted on Telegram and Podbemot. You cannot share it and say. Oh I'm sharing this to you. This message has blessed me. I want you to hear this word. The preparation of the gospel. is a weapon. And in this same point and in this same point, it is enshrouded in it that we must come to a point in our life where we support people that stand for the gospel. We can support footballers. Somebody will come and say, Oh, oh I'm, a, I'm a fashionist. We are having an award system. Pay five CDs or something. Vote five CDs, ten CDs, and then we gather people. Ghana's most beautiful. Somebody who has done nothing for us. And we are voting. We are, we are calling people. You can call all your family members. All your friends. Oh, she was my classmate. Let's vote for her. Five CDs. Let's vote for her. When it is pastor's appreciation, the same people say, Well, these pastors have money. What in this world is not done with money? What in this world is not done with money? The preparation of the gospel. Listen, if you have never given your resources to a man of God, you are worse than the devil. You are worse than the devil. You are worse. worse I'm preaching the word. I'm preaching the word of God. You are worse than the devil. You are wicked. And if you, you have never given your resources to a man of God, you are wicked. Yeah. Because these are people that are saying that, okay, all of us, we are all children of God, but i have decided that I'm living my life for this gospel, to preach this message. And you cannot say that, oh, it is your birthday. I want to show my love to you because of the good work you are doing. It is Christmas. Let me buy you drinks. Let me do, you cannot do that. You can't do that. You don't have an ammo. You can't do that. You don't have an ammo. You can't do that. You don't have an ammo. We cannot support missionaries, a young pastor, a young man. who say, "Oh, I'm going to start a church." and No family member, no friend. Today I was there. Somebody called me. He told me a long story of whatever family problems, needs money, I don't have. I felt like I'll be a sinner. I felt like if I give to him, I've sinned. That's how I felt. Because these are the same people that when I decided I was going to church, they were criticizing. I'm recording it. Please don't remove it from the message. Leave it there. They were criticizing. You couldn't encourage a missionary. You, you said, and the person is an elder. You could not encourage somebody who say, I'm, I have quit teaching. I have stopped teaching. I'm I'm focusing my life on the work of ministry. You cannot encourage the preparation of the gospel. You can't encourage the preaching of the gospel. You rather criticize they are looking for money. If I were looking for money, we like it, we like it, GES work, government, do you think, do, do I look like a fool? Now if me, as I'm standing, if I need a loan, I don't know how I will get a loan. I have no guarantee. And my head is just lifted up. Aside other <laughs> secret businesses that I have, <laughs> and how I've lifted, up, I said, "Lord, help me." I said to me, "Ah, become me." I cannot go walk to the bank and say that it is the end of the month. Me too, I'm going for 2,000 CDs. I'm going to 2,500 CDs. And when we even say that the pastor should be paid in church, some church members will be like, what kind of useless way. But teachers are paid for talking. Are teachers not paid for talking? Is not talking. Don't they talk? Eh? Eh? They talk and sleep. Is not true. And after the end of the day, they, you don't even benefit much from them, you still fail in the exam, but they still pay them. The one that watches over your soul, the one that when you are sick, they'll pray for you. When you are about to travel, they give you guidance, counselings. They are like everything to you. They are more than your parents. He you said we want to pay them, the church should pay them. And you are saying, no, hey, people, they are doing this thing for money. Why did Satan, it's called the wilds of the devil. I'm preaching a message. Satan has wild people. Deceive, The words of the refers to deceitful ways, mechanisms, has deceived Christians to feel like when we give our substance to a man of God, we are being foolish. They should also go and work and get their substance. But when we give when I give my substance, I am a, a pastor. Every now and then I give to people. When the brother called, I could have given to us. I, I said, no, today, dear. I won't do it. I won't do it. I, and I do it every now and then somebody goes, oh, i mean, I'm seriously, I need about 1,000 cities and I, if I don't, I, I say, okay, hold on, hold on. I can give people as money as high as 1,000 I say, don't pay it back. There's nobody that can tell me that I gave them money and I asked, it for, I asked, for, I asked for it back. But when people are giving to me, they are, somebody is telling them that, don't give to them, don't give to them. They are lazy people, don't give to them. Don't give to them. Do you know why? It is because Satan has deceived them and blinded their eyes. But you, your eyes have opened. You should be wise enough because one of the armors God has given to you is the armor which is called what? Your feet short with the gospel. The preparation of the gospel that you support the work of God, that you support the work of ministry. You have seen a young man who is trying to do the work of ministry. You should be able to say that, oh no, I need to come and help this person. I need to become a part of his ministry. I need, you see, when I see people, all people who decide that they want to become a part of my church, I see them as a form of encouragement to me. Yeah. That's why I'll be there for them when they need me. Because I don't just see them as just church, when I see them as an encouragement, these are people who have said that, we believe in what you are doing. And I want to become a part of what you are doing. I want to encourage you. So that you keep being a good pastor you don't become a thief because when you are not giving to me you are making me a thief you are asking me that how am i going to pay my bills because that's what the work i do my work is ministry and so when people don't give to me when people don't give to support the work of ministry they are compelling us to quit the work of ministry and go and become nurses and doctors and we won't get time to read our Bible. We won't get time to pray. We won't get much time. And say, so let's do vocational ministry. Okay, go and do your bivocational ministry. But Paul, Peter and, and James and John said, we will not leave the work of ministry and serve tables. He said, you have to be, if you be a teacher, I don't want to do ministry better. It is not true. It is, it is a worldly system, vocational ministry. The right, it is because we are living in a generation where people have, have decided to rob men of God of the help and the support that they need. You the think about it that if you have a church that you are, even 50 people or 100 people in the church, can't you take care of the need of a man of God? If there are 50 people in the church, can't you take care of the need of a man of God? But still a man of God has to go and look for work. Go and start a barbering shop go and do other things not because they are, we are looking for too much money now every man of God you meet us seven business it's not because we are money hungry. it's because we our people are greedy enough not to take care of us so which we have to be smart anchor anchor at a point in a man of God's life when he even coughs cry an anointing will flow When you, when you, 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 when he even coughs, an anointing will flow. Or do you just think about it that he's a nurse, he's just running out of the medical world with all frustrations, the hospital, people vomiting and he's just coming like me if I were to be a nurse and I've just come from all this frustration, What message would I preach to you? I may preach, I may preach all right, all right all. but it will not be as deep as I am preaching today as I'm standing here. It will not be as deep as I'm preaching to you. It will be dry in a certain way. Because I've already been frustrated by the word and I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. Your feet short, your feet worn, your feet polished by the preparation of the gospel. May a generation of men rise not to say we will support men of God. We will honor men of God. We will give to men of God. Then I was chatting with a pastor friend. A pastor friend, no. A pastor friend. He said, This is my car. I asked him how much the car. He said, 50000 I was there and I just felt like I should give it to this pastor. Because he's doing a building project and I want to give it to you so that he'll sell it and support his building project. Wow. Wow. Yeah. A Christ like 300 brand new it's not even it's not even um, it doesn't even have a number plate so I'm going to give it out to another man of God because you have building project a car, and to a car I know that if they sell it and the car is 50,000 if they sell it they will get money he tried to sell it but he wasn't getting people and he was chatting with the person he said the project number will be a so yes he, he was there he just felt like no he you will give his only car. When you see us driving a Rolls Royce, I told me I'll drive all those cars of cars. castle. Don't just get up and say, these pastors, ah, 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 they have used our money. We have no use your money, please. A man of God also knows that I have to prepare my feet by supporting missionaries, supporting men of God, giving to them. I give to pastors. I give to preachers. When I see a young minister doing something, I feel like, let me buy you a keyboard. Let me buy you something. And me myself, I need some. But I still try to support somebody because it is part of the armor God wants me to have so that in the evil day, I can also look and say, Lord, remember my giving. Okay? So I send two software one. That's new authors, no new covenants children of Papa, papa,, papa. That is why you have a lot of preachers around are strugglers a lot of time because they don't have personalized the, the messages they preach. They don't, they don't live by them. They don't live by them. They don't live by them. My wife is here, one day we just picked about 6,000 cities. It wasn't 6,000 cities, Six thousand cities. So we are giving it all out. He's, we are not used to buy a motor or shoes shoe, by giving it out to support the work of ministry. To support the work of ministry, to support the work of ministry. Will you Until that to me now? God hears differently. I have planted so many seeds. So in the evil day, I have an armor that I have, and I depend on it. When I begin to pray, I'm not just praying. Gatiya Balasaya, what will make? Do you remember the 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 the, the 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 experience I had? I said the man appeared to me. You think it was just normal? There are people people appear to them, they they go mad. Don't say the time is gone time is not gone, I'm preaching, I'm preaching, let me hammer on the point, because it's very important, it is very important, it's expedient, we can even do a half night, I'll be done soon, but don't bother about the time, let the Holy Spirit flow, okay, let the Holy Spirit flow. If you're a man of God and you don't, you see, this is what he's talking about. My final, my brethren, be strong in the law and the power of the man. Put on the whole armor. My brother and sister, this is what we need to do. This is what we need to do. Let's do this thing even though we are in trouble. A lot of preachers that enter trouble and they don't have a bailout. But he has no altars. He has no covenants. He has no sacrifices. He has no seeds on the ground. He has nothing done on the ground. He's just shifting shadows. He's light. 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 The evil day will come. When it comes, your armor, your armor is what will save you. Your armor. Because we are fighting. You do like this and there's no shield of it. God, has the next thing I want to talk about. The shield of it. You will do like this, and there's no shield of it, they will cut off your hand. People, a lot of Christians have no hand, no hand in the spirit. So when God is releasing a blessing and they do like there's nothing there to hold it, so the blessing of all there's no hand. The hand was caught in battle. They lost the battle in, in, they lost the hand in battle. The shield of faith. I have a message called The Heroes of Faith, 1 and 2. I have faith towards God. I have a message called There's Hope for a Tree. And then, um, yeah, the other messages on faith. So, this one, I think I'm done with it. This is not true. I'm done with this point. Faith. Faith is a defense. I can talk about faith every day. If you leave me, I will talk about faith you would always realize that almost all my messages end up coming to faith towards God Because I'm a man of faith Faith do you have faith? Do you have faith in the impossible? Do you believe God? Jesus, he who believes. What is impossible will be possible. Another is I said, Unto man, this is impossible. Bound to God, all things are possible. If you believe. I literally live on faith, and I've heard people say it is a foolish way of living. But I live on faith. I am on a payroll of faith. Yeah. And my faith performs. When I need it, I get it. If I believe. Satan will one day try to beat you down so that you lose faith in God. He said, Peter, Peter. Satan desires to save you like wheat that your faith may fail. That's the agenda. Satan wants your faith to fail because he knows that when your faith is finished, you are done with you. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. People commit suicide because of lack of hope. They have no hope that there is a better future. People go into a shower and all kinds of things because there is no hope. People quit. They quit in life. They give up in life. Give up in ministry because they have no hope. They have no faith. Because faith is built on hope. What's the next one? Helmet salvation. Salvation. I think I have a, a, a message on the salvation mechanism. Go and listen to it. Salvation mechanism. I taught a number of things there. It's a controversial message, but i preach it anyway. Yeah. In 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 theology that the term is soteria. Soteriology. It's called the doctrine of salvation. And I think that maybe after this school of should you will do soteriology, the doctrine of salvation. You talk about a lot of things. But so we, we 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 do we do we do it. You must understand your salvation that you are saved. Because remember, I talked about it in Ephesians 2. You're saved by grace through faith. And this is not of yourself. So if it's not of yourself, why can you it. One is not of yourself. It is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of yourself. Not of works. So if it's not of works, you cannot work it in any way. Because it's not of works. You didn't work to get it. It is a gift of God. You don't work for a gift. You see, that understanding of, you know, I work for my salvation. Because the Bible says that, oh, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. The next verse says, For it is God who works in you. He said, work out your own salvation with your own salvation, fear and trouble. And then he goes on and (laughs) says, But it's very funny because it is God who even does the work. It is God who works in both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He's saying even when you work out your own salvation. In other words, when you serve God, you are praying, you are fasting, you are going to church, you are evangelized. That's how you are working out your salvation. You are trying to live a holy life. He said, even that one crap, without the grace of God, you cannot do it. I'm with me here. you must understand the dynamics of salvation you must understand the dimensions of salvation I think recently I posted something on 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 um, on Facebook about the dimensions of salvation and um, how many of you saw it I talked about justification I talked about sanctification and I talked about glorification Trying to open the nose has anyone opened it uh, moment I cast my cross before the highest royalty now in justification these are the these are the dimensions of salvation you know? in justification we have been saved we have been saved It's a past tense It's something that was done it was done with the day we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. In sanctification, we are being saved. It's a continual process. It is something God is still doing in us. Okay, that's why we still ask for God for forgiveness. Even though God has forgiven us, even though our salvation is secured in Christ, we are loved of God, we are chosen of God, we are predestined to be conformed to the image of God, but we have a relationship with God. And when you offend your loved one, when i offend my wife she won't divorce me but i still have to apologize to my wife in order to keep relationship in order to show that i honor her so in sanctification we are we are working on ourselves we are being sanctified we are being worked upon by the holy spirit in glorification we will be saved so we have been saved we shall be saved. we have been saved we are being saved we will be saved then i said all three levels of salvation have what we are being saved from in justification the sinner who was bound to go to hell and was in eternity with God, now is declared righteous and saved from the wrath which is to come. So in justification, previously, are you with me, Alex? In justification, previously, the sinner, you were a sinner, a non-believer. I'm talking about, I'm explaining justification. You are a sinner. You were a, a drunk or whatever, but you came to Jesus. You believed in the gospel. Right at that moment, God immediately cancels your name and writes your name in the book of life and you are being raptured from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son immediately. And right there, God declares you as righteous and a sinner at the same time. And it is at that point that the righteousness of God, of Christ, the work of Christ on the cross is is poured upon you. Are you with me here? Then and, 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 and so you, you can look at First 1 Thessalonians 1:10. 1 then in sanctification, I said that the man who has now been saved from the wrath to come is still living in a sinful world. He's saying what by Yesumu, you have become a Christian. But Charlie, your friends are still drunkards. People still offend you. Sometimes somebody will insult you. You feel like also cursing them. You feel like fighting. Because we are living in a sinful world. Are you with me? So I said in sanctification, the man who has now been saved from the wrath to come, is still living in a sinful world. He still finds himself around himself within and around him, a desire to sin. That's why when somebody comes to Christ, his libido does not die. His anger does not die. His thirst for alcoholism does not die. He's still living there, so if one day he's still a pastor in here, so ever drunk alcohol before he makes a mistake, and maybe bro? So bro. The reason is because oh, I know one, but I can't tell you story I would have told you the story, but right now my time is gone, so let me go. I knew one like that. His girlfriend left him. No, no, his, bra- his friend slept with his girlfriend. He went mad, went and drunk and was booze. a pastor. You don't know sanctification. So you must understand that now that you have come into Christ, eh, sin is still in the world. You can sin. So here, I said that here, through the word of God, through the, in the book of Psalms, in the Psalm um, somewhere in the Psalms, Psalm, Psalm 119, he said, how can a young man keep his ways pure? He said, by heeding to your word. 119 verse 8 or so. He said, by heeding to your word. So I said that through the word of God and the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, sanctify them by your word. He said, your word is truth. And the Holy Spirit, this man is led. So when you sin or when you are about to sin, the Holy Spirit says, it is sanctification. The Holy Spirit will begin to lead you, will begin to guide you, will begin to tell you, You are. He's sanctifying us, He's purifying us every day. When we do the wrong things, He calls us back. And some people be like, hey, well, sorry. But listen. When we do certain births, the Holy Spirit begins to call us. uh, While we come to church, we are listening to the word of God. We find, ah, it's called sanctification. You are being sanctified. You are being washed. You are being purified. God is working on you. Because while you are still alive and living on earth, sin is still in the world. And God needs to keep working on us. And in sanctification, God is working on us. We are maturing. We are becoming better. We are overcoming sin every day. And that is what is happening in sanctification then i said in glorification the man who has been justified and sanctified is saved from the power of mortality death in an evil world to receive and enjoy eternal etern- joy enjoy, enjoy life eternal at the coming of his blessed savior jesus christ in short God's final removal of sin from the life of sinners. In glorification, God will remove sin. There will be no more sin. And glorification will take place when we die. When Christ comes, that's where we will be glorified. At that time, there is no more sin. And I said, in short, justification sets a man free from the penalty of sin. The Bible says that the that sins will die and go to hell. But when you are, you accept Jesus, you are justified, the penalty of sin, you are saved from it. Sanctification saves a man, sets a man free from the power of sin. Me, if I go and I steal, it is not the devil. I did it deliberately. I did it consciously. If I commit fornication, I did it myself. It is not the devil. It's not the devil who, who deceived me. Because God, what, when I'm saved, when a Christian is saved and he sins, it is a deliberating. Yeah. That's what some of you previously, you had certain kinds of lives, but when you began to pray, you began to fast, suddenly, you who are watching pornography now, you don't know what has happened, you have stopped. It's not that you have stopped, you have, been, you have the power to overcome it. But when you fall into it, it is a decision. It is not like Satan has power over you It is that you have decided, that's what Paul is saying, your helmet of salvation. I'm teaching an important thing. I'm teaching an important thing. So in sanctification, every day when the Holy Spirit is leading us, He's rebuking us, He's talking to us, we are reading the Bible, we are praying, we are fasting, you will not fall into certain sins. He says, I will not take advantage of you. And in glorification, a man is set free from the presence of sin. He will not know sin again. And the last one is the sword of the Spirit, the word of God. Amen. Begin to speak in tongues another day i'll talk about it praying begin to speak in tongues